Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Album for the Day, December the 4th, as we continue with numbers slash our December Advent calendar for you guys. Today we go into Blues Travelers 4, that is lowercase, in case you're keeping track. <laughs> it is, I'm, I'm sure they're not. You don't know. Some people are real particular. particular about their capital letters. <laughs> and there's a period at the end. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it was recorded September of... No, that was released on September of 1994 on a and Records. And it was recorded at Bearsville Studios in Woodstock, New York, which has an exciting array of things that have happened at that studio. I think we talked about the replacements with mm. their catch-the-knife crap. Mm-hmm. Um, this is album number, oh, you guessed it, four, four. by Blues Traveler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it peaked on the U.S. Billboard 200 at number eight. It was on the year-end of 95 chart at number 29. And the year end of 96 at 35. Mm-hmm. Pretty strong. The singles were Run Around, which hit number 8, and Hook, which reached number 23. They also released The Mountains Win Again, which did not chart on the 100. It has sold 6 million copies worldwide. Mm. Um, the name of the band, in case you were curious comes from Gozer the Traveler in Ghostbusters. Uh, the original name of the band was Blues Band. And <laughs> Classic. The, and the more, well, you would think so, but, you know, the more popular you get, that's kind of generic. So they, uh, as they started to branch out, they were like, yeah, that's not going to cut it in New York because they came from Princeton, New Jersey, which... Great college town, great whatever. Mm-hmm. Start playing with the big boys. Blues bands, kind of like a parenthetical yeah. given. Yeah. So they took uh, Traveler and were like, blues, easy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mountains Win Again is the only song on the album not written or co-written by John Popper. And it also includes slide guitar by Warren Haynes, who is just a beast and has played with everybody who matters. Oh man, Almond That's Brothers! That's just like, it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it it's pretty crazy. Uh, that he, was written by Bobby Sheehan, the bass player. Yeah, and this is this is one of those albums. Uh, if you don't know Blues Traveler. Um, this is the album to start with, in all honesty. Um, they're they're like a rock soul jam band uh, type of band, I guess. Uh, John Popper is quite possibly the best harmonica player on the planet. John uh, Popper was awarded an honorary doctorate in harmonica. Yeah, he, it's from he, an accredited institution that was like you, you almost hear it and you're like, wait, there's more people playing than just one. 
like there there has to be something else there has to be like magic happening but then you see him play live and you're like no no the dude's just a badass like he's just a badass what makes it interesting though and i will qualify it by saying i am a massive blues traveler fan yeah this guy can verify that um he and i have seen blues traveler together and multiple times it, I it's a it's a fantastic show oh yeah um what's interesting about it is this is their fourth album they they had a lot of traction where they were from but for the most part people really didn't know and so you come out with this fantastically sarcastic oh, empathetic the song hook i mean sarcastic sarcasm sarcastic empathetic and just really like real kind of a thing when it hasn't completely followed through for you yet. Yeah. This is the home run that won the game. It's a home run. This album, the whole album is a home run. It's fantastic. And there's a variety of different things going on on it. Uh, run around was Blues Traveler's first Grammy Award. They won for uh, Best Rock Vocal Performance by a Duo or Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song actually tells about John Popper's relationship with the original bass player, Felicia, mm. uh, who, according to Chan Kinchla, the guitarist, who joined the band in 86 when he was a junior in high school. <laughs> Wow. Interesting thing is, the guy that want, uh, wrote The Mountains Win Again, uh, when he passed away, they did a big audition for bass player, and Chan's brother mm-hmm. actually won the audition. The video uh, actually has Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz kind of theme. Dorothy has a fake Kansas ID trying to get into a club to see the rock band. And she's trying to get her friends into Blues Travelers behind a curtain, actually playing while a more hip, grunge-looking band is on the stage in front of the crowd. Song is originally written as a slower, darker song, conveying a depressed mood. It was sped up before it was recorded. The original lyric was in the third verse was, my cup shall always be full, not I shall drink in and always be full. The song Hook actually comments on the unoriginal and expressionless nature of su- successful pop songs. It is simultaneously a hit song and a mockery of a hit song at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's one of those things where... Uh... Listen to them make fun of not only like pop music and themselves and like what they're doing, just because the hook brings you back. It's pretty awesome. It's it, it, and it's like and it's like yeah, that's that's exactly what we're doing, and that song just makes fun of the music industry and the music, like just exactly what they're doing. Yeah, it also has Peter Pan and Captain Hook and another clever multi-use of the words by John Popper. He's a clever um, guy. The uh, chord progression is very similar to Pachelbel's Canon in D, which is actually used extensively in pop music. 
thus adding to the satirical commentary at play here. However, they transpose the song to A minor, which I don't think discounts any of that. You never know. The Good and the Bad and the Ugly is an instrumental that's the only song credited as a full band writing collaboration on four. Hmm. Personally, I love Look Around, Just Wait, Hook, Fallible, Price to Pay, Freedom. This album was produced by Michael Barbiero, who had worked with Government Mule, Counting Crows, and was a mixer on Appetite for Destruction. Mm. as well as Steve Thompson, who also was on Appetite and all of those, as well as Tesla, Korn, the Wu-Tang Clan, Whitney Houston, and Ziggy Marley. What a delightful party that would have been. That would have been an awesome party to be at. They also both worked previously on the immediately previous Blues Traveler album, Save His Soul, Mm. which I don't know if we'll make it, but that's a damn fine album. Yeah, Number three. <laughs> three, as opposed to four. It's capitalized, though. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the album cover, to me, uh, this is one of those like iconic 90s covers <clears throat> that, like, you, like when, when you think Blues Traveler, this is literally the thing that pops into my mind, is that cool cat with this horrible green color behind it. I mean it, but but at the same time, if it weren't for that green, nothing else would pop out. The blacks, the purples, all the things that work, man, it's that thing of like, that's what makes an iconic cover an iconic cover. Like it works. Album for the day today, uh, December the fourth is four by Blues Traveler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at album number four the day. Give us a follow and subscribe where you get our podcast. Uh, if you have any questions, requests, send us an email at albumfortheday at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Come on and dance with me, Felicia. If you're listening on Spotify, after starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!